welcome to Love, Sex and Magic. Today's episode, I sit down with my partner, Sean Jenkins, and we're sharing relationship advice for new parents, which I'm really excited. We actually went on for so long in this episode that we decided to cut this into two parts. So this is part one. Stay tuned for part two coming up next week. So let's get into part one of relationship advice for new parents. Okay, welcome back to Love, Sex and Magic. So excited to be here for this very special episode with my beloved, my partner, Sean Jenkins. So grateful to be here. So <laughs> grateful to be here with my love. Love doing episodes with you. I know. I so love So easy. <laughs> so much they fun. Flow so nicely, huh? So easy. So I, feel I can go a lot more off the cuff. Oh, totally. It's fun. Mama makes it easy. No. Oh. Well, this is an episode all about relationship advice for new parents. New parents alert. Because hello, we are new parents and hello, it's different. We got a baby <laughs> and things yeah. shifted. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? You can have like the most beautiful, harmonious relationship when there's two of you in the relationship. And then you have a baby and so much changes because A, your roles change. B, you've got a third entity in the house, in your relationship dynamic. And B, you're no longer just partners. You're also then having to parent together, right? You're co-parenting within your relationship. So there's the two of you in me, my relationship to you as lovers and then there's both of us as mom and dad now to this little one. So it throws a lot of new things into the picture. And we had a friend say to us several months ago um, that I think there was a crazy percentage. I don't know if this is real or not, so don't take my word on this, but we heard that a high percentage of couples um, break up within the first year of having a baby together. 60%. Okay, 60% because having a newborn or having a baby is so challenging and so much changes. And one other statistic, which was, and don't quote us on this, and <laughs> this might actually literally not be true, but a friend told us that 90% of entrepreneurial relationships, meaning the man and woman or the relationship, each partner has an entrepreneurial business and then has a newborn divorce in the first year. 90%. So we're getting these crazy statistics. I don't know if I believe that one. I mean, that's ridiculously high. I honestly, that literally leaves 10% wiggle room. And for how we've been going, it doesn't even seem fathomable. So I don't actually... Yeah, we should have probably ran yeah. that through Google before I, think- <laughs> I even brought it up. But I will say that was told to us. And this is what we want to dive into because yeah. unpacking having a newborn brought into your life is completely what Mel just dropped, which is there's Mel, there's Sean, and I could have said this in the last episode, but you're moving and then all of a sudden you're moving together and then now sky's moving in the middle and he's moving along with us too so there was four entities there's you me alone then together 
then with Sky. Mm-hmm. And those are all different relationships. Yeah. One's a relationship with oneself. One's a relationship integrating you. One's a relationship integrating Sky yeah. and us. And I think the entrepreneurial piece probably comes into it because entrepreneurs have a intimate relationship with their work, as in like they care a lot about their business because it's their you know, you hear people say all the time, my business is my baby. When Hours. you <laughs> when you have a baby, you realize your business ain't your baby. <laughs> and I just want to drop a little note on that is that even my co-founder said, you know, you've really been working a lot less because it is your baby. And then you actually have a baby. And then you realize that's not your baby. <laughs> exactly. That your baby is your baby. Yeah. And so that's what you want to focus your energy, your love, your light, everything on. Yeah. And and then it, throw in having a dog who used to feel like your baby as well. And then we you realize, do. oh, my dog, our dog Rio has always felt like my baby. And then you have an actual baby and you're like, okay, I've, now she's our dog. <laughs> I feel like it finally started feeling like our dog in the last two, three months, mm-hmm. I would say especially getting into the training. Mm-hmm. This is so off subject. Yeah, let's started, not go down. Okay. <laughs> We're training we our started dog. training our dog and honestly, it's brought me closer to the dog. Okay, <laughs> where are we going, baby? Okay, we're going back into relationship advice for new parents because, you know, I think we are in a unique kind of position because we are in a new relationship as new parents, right? True. We've done a lot of things in one year that a lot of people that most people do over five or six or even 10 years right yes so but we will say that we are in a very happy healthy relationship and we've navigated a lot of these big things and we're we're in a very loving healthy committed sexual intimate magnetic beautiful relationship in the midst of all of it I would even like to say to go further than that is that we also had a NICU experience, which was another hardship that was yeah. 53 days long that a lot of relationships, marriages that have spawned 10 years have divorced over because a NICU experience is really dramatic, hardcore and intense. And I don't mm-hmm. think is has enough emphasis over it yeah and we navigated that as well so our initiation into newborn was even pretty massive and i think the way that we dealt with that and navigated that brought us really close together rather than driving us apart Mm. so i think where relationships can slip up in the newborn phase is because we now have I have a relationship with Sky, you have a relationship with Sky, and we may be prioritizing that. I think we've also got then work in the picture as well. And I think it needs to be noted like who's, we can't both be prioritizing work anymore, right? Because we, when you're parents now, you can't be as selfish as you used to be, right? Yeah. yeah so there's yeah. now, and especially for mothers, and I think. For me personally, I don't want to prioritize work anymore either. Like I want to be with Sky all the time. And every single hour that I am working is an hour that I could have been with my baby, right? So the way that I've 
kind of see this, I have like an image that's coming up in my mind. And that is the, there's where I think people think it needs to be is like the baby in the middle and then the mum and the dad either side of the baby, right? And both the mom and the dad feed the baby in a way, like when I say feed, I mean like mum and the dad are both like giving to the baby, right? But a lot of the times what happens in that is the mom doesn't feel like anyone's taking care of her. Right? Yeah. And so the mom then needs to get yeah. people, pe like other mothers, sisters, grandparents to kind of doulas to take care of the mother in all of this, yeah. right? What I feel works for us and how we have it, and and our and this diagram is now baby in the middle, the mom around the baby, and then the dad actually around the mom and the baby together. So even though it's not as intimate between the dad and the baby, it's the dad, it's the father role is to actually take care of the whole family unit. And it's well, the mother that's think... like intimately involved with the baby. This is how this is how we have it in our family. I feel like you really take care of me, and I really am in the am in there with Sky. Well, I think what how I always framed it was if I was going to really take care of the unit, which is the family, then I was going to have to go to the source, which is in anything. It's like, how do you get to the root of the problem? You go like ultimately move everything out of the way and get to the source. And so for me, that was nurturing and nourishing mama. And so that then it would trickle down to sky. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately by nourishing you, I am nourishing Sky. Yeah. So then I'm looking I'm out for both. So it's not necessarily I'm choosing mom over Sky whatsoever. It's just delegating a certain amount of my energy towards you so that you can have what you need to basically give life force to sky mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily embodying a role a gender role or like some sort of polarity but it's just recognizing that if our baby needs to live mommy needs to be healthy and so as a role i've taken on is to make sure mama's healthy so that sky is as well and obviously like I still feel like I'm a pretty hands-on dad. For super hands-on. Yeah, he's super you know? hands-on. You're with Sky all the time. So I still feel like that relationship needs to be nourished as well. Obviously, mm. holding Sky, skin time. But we made that decision as a couple. We made that decision that of was... like, okay, you're gonna be the you're gonna be the parent that is more focused on work. You're gonna be the parent that is, you know, pushing forward more in work and. I'm going to be the parent that is more with the baby. And I wanted that. I chose that. And we both agreed on that. And just for new parents out there, I think this agreement is really, really necessary. Is that making that agreement prior is really healthy because it'll allow you to delegate certain things, tasks, and also automatically understand what who's doing what at what time so like 
if I'm working for the day and we've already agreed that, you know, we also kind of fell into these roles automatically. Like I enjoy working. I enjoy being there for the family. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good nurturing you to nourish Sky and then feel that ensemble. You enjoy taking a little bit more of a pullback, being with Sky, holding Sky, yeah. um, working less. And so I think having that agreement prior really allowed us to settle into those roles without any arguments or conflict of you're working too much or mm -hmm. you're only focusing on the baby and not me, babe. Mm -hmm. I feel like all of a sudden, you know, what a lot of people are we've heard from is that the dad kind of gets left behind because the mom's focusing on the child so much. And since we had this initial agreement, I didn't feel that ever. I felt quite always incorporated. I felt like you always wanted to make space for us to be able to go on date nights, mm -hmm. for us to be able to go on, you know, random massages. Like, I think like we wouldn't like the baby. The, sorry. Gave me the space to be able to, 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 you know, get a couple's massage. That was a surprise for you. You like allowed to give me that space to be able to do that for us to nurture you again, trickling down. So I think that initial agreement is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, just want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about my favorite product that I'm using right now. And that is Pitsy natural deodorant. I've tried every single natural deodorant that's out there. This is the only one that actually works and lasts and stops me from smelling. But not only does it stop me from smelling, it actually smells freaking amazing. And there are six different scents. So what I love about Pitsy is I can basically choose the scent that I want that morning, depending on the kind of mood I'm in, depending on my outfit, the vibe that I'm in. So I might go for like rose, which I love the rose one. But then this morning I was feeling more in like, a lavender clove bird kind of mood i might feel in like a dark sea kind of mood like i'm so multi-dimensional that i like to choose a different scent every day <laughs> right so i love this product so much it's also biodegradable compostable you can literally um, put this into the soil when you're done with it and it will completely disintegrate into nothing so super good for the planet which we absolutely love but yeah most of all just love that it actually works you know as a natural product so everyone get your hands on some pitsy you can use the code melwells10 to get 10% off your order so go to meetpitsy.com or instagram slash meetpitsy all right back to the episode the way I see it is our baby, we have a baby because we love each other and we want to extend and expand on that love, right? And so I always remind myself that the baby is an extension of our love. The baby is here because of our love, right? So if we don't continue to nurture our romantic relationship, then we don't have the foundation anymore because the foundation of the family is our love. So if we don't take care of that, then the family falls apart for me. And for me, family is, is my ultimate goal, is my ultimate dream, right? 
I want to be able to model healthy love between mom and dad to our babies. So if we're so focused on the baby that we take our eyes off our relationship, then, you know, I think relationships need to be nurtured continually to grow, right? It's like plants need to be watered or they're going to die. So we have to continue to nurture us. So I think that's really important for mums to, yes, it's of course your entire world is completely shifted. You feel completely different in your body. You feel completely different sexually. Your whole body is now this thing, this, this, this vehicle that feeds and keeps another human alive. Everything feels different. And I know like maybe for some moments it's like, oh, thinking about having to take care of my husband or nourish my marriage at the same time feels like a lot. But what I want to offer to you is nurturing and nourishing your relationship or your marriage is going to nurture your relationship with your kids and is is feeding your family. It really is because without that love, you wouldn't even have that baby, right? So- I guess what I'm trying to say is, of course, your baby is your world. Of course it is. But your your romantic relationship is really important. I also think for guys out there that providing is your role or whatever role you're taking on is there's this big provider energy for the guy and that's kind of a tale as old as time. But to reframe that in a way where you can provide in many ways. So you can provide fiscally, but you can also provide in presence, in showing up, in dropping what you're doing for your family and for making that time and space and taking the energy out of providing in a work way into providing in a unified family way. Because it was also, you know, my dream to have a family. And so if I want to have that dream come true in a healthy way, then I really have to look at myself and look at time being spent working and then time being spent in family quality time, which is like bath time, or which is our dinners together, our meals together, our moments in bed together in the mornings. I would just spring out of bed prior. Things have shifted. Now we cuddle up in bed. So I think it's also honoring the shifts Mm -hmm. of what a baby brings to the table Mm -hmm. because your relationship is now obviously adding another massive element yeah and and i think especially if if you're if this is your first baby you're going into this completely new you're both figuring it out together and so not only are you now looking at each other as partners but you're also looking at each other as co-parents right and and so you're parenting for the first time ever together. So I think it's really important in your relationship to create a culture 
of appreciation and of gratitude and of really seeing each other and praising each other in their new role as a dad or as a mom. Because if I'm to create a relationship or if I'm to create a culture in our relationship and our family where I'm constantly saying, oh, he he could be doing that better. Oh, you've not put the nappy on right. Oh, you're not feeding him right. Oh, have you done this? Have you done that? Why hasn't he taken, why hasn't he done this for, you know, it's like creating this culture of criticism and creating this culture of he's not pulling his weight as a dad, right? Instead of, and, and, you know, I have to really be careful what I'm choosing to highlight and what I'm choosing to acknowledge because I can choose to create a culture of appreciation instead and be like, oh, babe, you're so good. I love when I see you play with Sky. It's like, makes my heart so happy. You're so good with him. Or thank you so much for doing the diaper, babe. Really appreciate that. Or, you know, um, thanks for taking care of the bottles. Like I can choose to focus on what I'm grateful for and create that culture of appreciation. And you do the same back to me. You put a focus on seeing me as a great parent to Sky, and you make it known to me where you see that show up for me, right? Whereas I think sometimes where I think couples can slip up is seeing this parenting thing as a bit of a competition. Like who's being the better parent? Who's doing the most? Who's losing the most sleep? And actually we need to remember that we're in this together as a team. It's not about who's losing the most sleep. It's not about who's making the most sacrifice because both people have different roles, but that is what a family unit is all about. Yeah. And I think it's important what you're saying about this scoreboard thing and how that can start taking a little bit of a toll because if you are being that culture of criticism for the masculine end of it or the male end of it. And you're being kind of chastised or critiqued about, you know, not taking the garbage out on time or not doing a nappy change correctly or not holding the bottle right when feeding the baby. It's all these things compound to a point of why do you think there is no sexual electricity? It's because the sexual electricity and intimacy is slowly being chipped away yeah. by these degrees of comments Lack that of appreciation. are not really being, and I don't want to put it all on the mom because the dad has to take stance and take grip of the ground and say, hey, that comment actually hurt me how you were talking about doing the bottle correctly actually made me feel like I wasn't being a good dad. And I would appreciate if you said it like this, or if you said it like this, mm -hmm. giving what words of what you need of saying, hey, babe, I would love if you affirmed me in this way. If you, instead of you know, making me feel like I'm not doing anything. If you made me feel like I was doing something and then vice versa, that then gives you permission to reciprocate and say, mm -hmm. hey, baby, I would love if you, you know, did this. If you, um, you know, made dinner reservations without me having to ask or if you chose a yoga date without me having to ask or if you took Sky for about two hours without me having to ask because I had mm -hmm. an important call. These are things that I'm saying 
compound into what I think being a, you know, conscious father, mother role in leading the unit of the family really lies mm. is what am I real willing to drop at the, you know, drop of a dime yeah. in order to show up, not just physically, but literally presently with you and not be thinking about work, not be thinking about that. And of course, like sometimes I have to ride two horses to get to the same place. That's mm -hmm. just the name of the game is that there's a lot more to juggle now. Yeah. But what I loved about what you're saying about team is so true because it's in those points of the tough times of the times where resentment starting to spark and mm -hmm. it can be a slow burn totally I, and I want this to be really acknowledged that you can say something drastic like Sean you look like shit today say <laughs> you've never said that in your life but like that's a drastic comment or it can be light digs like um Sean so uh never really Never really, um, never really, uh, taking, you know, you're not really a bag the milk kind of a guy or whatever it may be. And it's just kind of like passive and I don't acknowledge it. I let it go. And I'm just like, I need to be better. I need to be. And it like causes this like internal unconscious yeah, resentment of towards like, you. Or like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not showing and up enough. And same in reverse, you know, I think especially if you're sleep deprived, it can be really tempting to make those little digs at each other and to try and then do this like who's who's better, who's in the right, you know. And All it, of our fights, didn't mean to cut you off, but like. All of our arguments, we've actually never fought. All of our arguments were going right to what you were saying, which was like when we were most sleep deprived. Which is going to be the case for all new parents. You're going to be so sleep deprived. And I'm saying like, I think watch out for this as a pattern, right? If you notice that you're being like passive aggressive towards your partner and making these little comments, call yourself forwards into into like a call yourself forwards into a healthier form of communication and actually make yourself actually say to your partner you're doing you're doing a great job you know like i i love the way that you're parenting like this is what i'm grateful for in your parenting this is what i love about your parenting because both of you are figuring it out you both knew you're gonna mess up right you're gonna do the bottle wrong. You're going to wash the thing wrong. You're going to do bath time wrong. You're going to, you know, the the kid's going to be crying and neither one of you is going to know how to fix it. Like, it's not a case of who's a better parent. And I think it's, you've got to keep coming back to, we are a team. We are a unit. We figure it, this out together and we don't chastise the other person. We go, how can we work this out together? So I really hope you loved this episode. If you enjoy listening to this show, I would love if you would leave us a review and really exciting, you can now have your question answered by me on this show live by sending in a voice note 
to the show. So you will have the option to have this message completely anonymous too, but it's gonna be like getting mini coaching from me on air. So if you want to take part in this, I would love to do this with you. So go to the link in the show notes and you'll know exactly what to do. So thank you so much.